because we've all been uniquely gifted, like you, Y O U, Nick. And and it and it's like, are we are we going down that road of really becoming who we are made to be, like our best? Which and I think this is so important for the kids. You know, we we seem to celebrate some concept of the best, like there's a superlative that you could that you could actually reach, and it doesn't exist. And mm. and it's as if if we could if we could focus a lot more on their best, really grooming them and 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 helping them know what their giftedness is, then there's so much more walking alongside than walking against. And it's it's a tiny bit swimming upstream, but the more people that we do it together, the better it is because there's really life in that. And then you can encourage, and then you can get to that spot of possibly saying the life-giving words, "I'm happy for you," because there really is life in that. You're listening to episode 85 of the God Center Mom podcast. Today, I'm chatting with Kay Wyma, good friend, author of a couple of books, Cleaning House, and her newest one, I'm Happy For You, Sort Of, Not Really. She's a mom to five, and she has an impressive resume, including time working in the White House. But really, it's her down-to-earth nature, her authenticity and vulnerability that draws me to her, particularly on this topic we will discuss today of comparison. And I am thankful that we're not just going to say, you know what, we should stop comparing. It's ridiculous. We go beyond that to say, let's have some contentment in our own lives and let's have some compassion for those around us. In comparing, we are inhibiting community. We can't connect with people if we are trying to beat them. And as we go back to school, Kay and I are going to talk a little bit about how to prepare ourselves to, one, connect with those women that we're running into, um, our kids, friends, moms, and also how to look at our family schedule and pick those things that bring life to our homes that match with our family's desires and that are helping our children who who are uniquely gifted to bring them to their best, not to be the best. I know for myself, I sometimes feel that pressure of, oh, I have to sign up for that. Oh, I'm not a good mom if I don't have them in all these different things. And I just have to say, stop, you know, I have too many kids to have everybody and everything. And I need to just pick the things that best match with our family and our values. Family dinner night, that's like something my husband and I both had growing up, and that's important to us. So Kay and I are going to talk about a lot of really awesome things, and um, she gives me some advice in this episode for my back-to-school night and how to help with my mind to not compare when I walked in, and I will give an update about that at the end of the episode. So let's get started. Hey, Kay, welcome to the God Center Mom podcast. Thank you so much for having me, Heather. And we're pretty close to each other. Technically, yeah. we could have done this live and in person, but. Yeah, next time at Starbucks or. Yeah, there's the, the other people factor. They, they well, in the kitchen. Away. We just need to get together in, in each kitchen. other's kitchens. Yeah, not my stinky closet. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'm so glad we were able to coordinate this because I just have such an affinity for you. I don't even know if you know all of this. I know we've chatted a little bit about our story together, but Kay and I shared a dinner as strangers, right? That was the first yeah. time we met. Yep. And you were such an encouragement to me in that moment um, as a pregnant mom. I think I was pregnant with my second or my third boy and you had your six. So I must've been, I must've been my Only fourth. Five. We have five. I mean, no, sorry. Your last one who is seven now. Um, so I don't even know. You'd had him. Yeah, probably, I right? Been, I must have been pregnant with my third. And you were just an encourager. And you just, we just sat next to each other and you just kept pouring wisdom over me and speaking life over motherhood as I was kind of 
you know, in the really the doldrums of like just making people over and over again. And, uh, and then I, I ended up sending my kids to a school where you send your kids and I walked in the door. I didn't know your, you went there, your kids went there and there you were standing there. And I was like, I was so worried. This is going to be a place full of people not like me. And then there's a welcoming face of someone who's like awesome and encouraging. It was just such a grace even then. So now here we are and I have older kids and you're writing these great books that are helping me. And so I'm just so thankful for you. So just know that publicly I'm telling the world that. And thank you for just helping my listeners and sharing your wisdom with them today. So welcome. Welcome. Oh, thank you. And the, 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 admiration is mutual for sure. Well, you are just nice, but I'm serious about all of that. And I really want everyone to get to know you. So why don't you introduce them to your family to start? Okay. So clearly we're from Dallas. (laughs) I I am born and raised Texan. I'm a West Texas girl. And I married a guy that I met at graduate school. He's from Bolivia. His parents are missionaries there, and so we kind of have very uh, – our backgrounds are very, very different. And yeah. so it's been kind of nice because he really did – he came from nothing and mm-hmm. got his clothes out of the mission box, you know. And and I and embarrassingly so might have possibly driven <laughs> – a BMW when I was in my teen year. So how, how embarrassing is that? <laughs> very <laughs> like, Dallas. That's very Dallas. Terrible. So okay, that's sort of, we met each other, fell in love. It was right after we were at Thunderbird, which is a graduate international MBA program. And I had gone there from working in DC at the white house and, and then left after I'd finished and went back and worked up there. And, and then we lost that race and I, we moved to Dallas and, I was an investment banker for a while in the international arena. John and I got married and got pregnant just right off the bat. Somehow I missed that in the health class <laughs> in senior high, how that all works. And um, and I stayed home. We had kind of decided that when when we were talking about getting married, that that was important to both of us. So I left my my job, I tried to duel it at the very beginning. It was so hard and I just kept getting pregnant and kept getting pregnant and kept getting pregnant. And and so, um, yeah, so that's, that's where I was for years was, um, at home. And then by the time our last child, I, I thought he was our last was hitting kindergarten. I got pregnant again yeah. Good <laughs> and that's where I had my tag along. And, and so we have five kids and the ages are almost 19. Everybody's popping up right now. So yeah. a freshman in college, a a junior in high school. Yeah, this is the hard part. Filling out the forms mm-hmm. at this time of year is the absolute yeah. worst part of my life. Yeah. And, um, and so then I have a freshman, a seventh grader, and then Jack is going into third grade. So very, I mean, it's kind of that hard decision. Yeah. Heather, Heather and I, Anyway, yeah, they're yeah. kids. You just walk the road. And I maybe that's where the encouragement came was just walking it. You know, it's just love your kids. And I, I think we lose sight of that in this this strange society that we live in that truly is live out loud, see what everyone else is doing, let it have some bearing on you and your self-worth and and race to keep ahead or or just to be in the race. And it just can leave you numb. And and that's kind of where this book came from, was just wanting freedom from, from all of that. And for the people that walk along beside us, it just, we don't need to have that suck the joy out of our lives. Yeah. And the name of your new book is I'm happy for you. 
sort of, not really. <laughs> Which is fun to say it out loud because you can add all your intonation. And finding contentment in a culture of comparison. And I and I do think you you nailed it. Just this this encouragement comes when when someone can say out loud, This is crazy. <laughs> yeah. What are we doing? Can someone just like say out loud we are going at a pace that is like you can't keep. We are running a marathon at a sprinter's pace. That's impossible. Well, and it's so bizarre. I don't know about you. I, I mean, it's like there are things in life that you expect it to be competitive. And yeah. and I think we're groomed that way. Sadly, our kids expect it from the, almost the minute they br- take a breath. Yeah. But I it, it shocked me in the parent world. Mm-hmm. I had no idea that it was so brutal and cutthroat and that even your friends would race to go sign up or be on a team and not tell you about it until after the fact. And Or, or a play group. I remember when mine were little, the Mother's Day Out was so yeah. popular. And, and, you know, gosh, it's, it's just really on steroids. And now I, my heart aches for, for even the younger, younger generation, because for me, I could, I could invite kids over and, and uh, serve them Cheetos on a paper plate with hot dogs that I microwaved, you know? And now it's like, you've got to have it in a bento box all (laughs) beautifully, you know, it's got to have a clown theme or (laughs) or whatever. It has to have a theme. Well, yeah, it's got to be organic and locally grown, preferably in your backyard and gluten-free. And I mean, every single thing. And and we have this idea that someone's judging me based on whether or not I can do that. And so, like, I love that we met at a dinner party and it was Mm. a mutual friend of ours who was who was comfortable enough in his own skin to invite us into his home Mm. and uh, and not feel like it had to be perfect. Because remember, he had redone it and not everything was even done. And yeah. and I love that because everyone walks in and people just like to be together. You know, they- Yeah, really- I didn't even remember that. But when you bring it up, I do. But that's yeah. not my memory of the event. I just remember it being so awesome to co- all come around like this, yeah. this piece of literature. And that's what we talked about. But it, so much more came out. It was so fun. The yeah. table setting wasn't perfect. No. The food, we all brought food. Yeah. And and I think we've lost something in all the goodness that comes with Martha Stewart, with Pinterest, with Real Simple of how everything has to look so great. It has taken away something because people are afraid to invite people over to their house because they're, because it might not look right. Mm. And that's where if we, if you start peeling back the layers, comparison is at the core of what's ruining all of that. And, and so that's why I sort of started down this road is a very hard road to go down because gosh, you start peeling back the layers and it's almost like it doesn't stop. It's Mm. kind of depressing. And yet there are great things that we can do in the midst to stop it. Like where we sit going, you know, the best part about that dinner really and truly was meeting each other and the other people there. I still remember it. And it was wonderful. I can't tell you what food was served. Mm -hmm. But I can sure tell you about the conversation. And it's like, if that's the case, if that's really what matters, then by all means, back out the weirdness. Back out the weirdness. I need a <laughs> shirt with that. Yeah. I I just feel like you have so much to offer and so much good. And it's interesting, this book, you know, that, that you even reveal your own like insecurities when you start to do the comparison thing. Right. Like when we start to live to these standards that these Martha Stewart standards and we feel less than even when we have so much amazing to give in our own individual selves, you know, like that you that you like said out loud with a bullhorn, hey, 
we're all feeling this. Can we just like make that aware? Like that's awesome to me. Don't you think that's part of it though? Kind of calling it out. Yeah. And then, and, and cause one of the things I talk about in the book and I thought it was so interesting was watching one of my kids at a swim meet and how he was so concerned about what everybody was doing in the lane next to him. He kept looking the whole time yes. and every time he looked, it slowed him down. And, and I was like, gosh, if you just raced to the wall, you know, it would have been good, but you really slowed yourself down by looking around and I'm sitting there going, Oh my gosh, that's <laughs> us. You know, we're so intent on the beating that we forget that we're really just swimming alongside. Mm-hmm. And, um, I watched something this morning about Kathy Lee Gifford, you know, her husband, Frank passed away mm-hmm. and, and she had this beautiful story about a stone that they had found, uh, in the Holy land and about David and throwing the stone and that it was David, David was throwing the stone because that's what the Lord had prepared in advance for David to do. Mm-hmm. And it was this whole idea of what, because we've all been uniquely gifted, like you, Y O U, unique, and and it and it's like, are we are we going down that road of really becoming who we are made to be, like our best? Which and I think this is so important for the kids. You know, we we seem to celebrate some concept of the best, like there's a superlative that you could that you could actually reach, and it doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. And and it's as if if we could if we could focus a lot more on their best, really grooming them and 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 helping them know what they're giftedness is, then there's so much more walking alongside than walking against. And it's, it's a tiny bit swimming upstream, but the more people that we do it together, the better it is because there's really life in that. And then you can encourage, and then you can get to that spot of possibly saying the life giving words, I'm happy for you. Cause there really is life in that. So we admit that we have an issue. There's a comparison problem and we want to call that out like recognize our own uniqueness and help each other along in that. What are some like, like key things we can start doing? Like tomorrow I am dealing with, wait, Wednesday, we go in back to school day tonight, back to school night. And I'm going to walk into that room and I'm going to see all the labels, all the, I know, you know, the school, and I'm going to see all the tans from all the summer long trips they've had in Florida or, you know, how do I not walk in and feel less than and start comparing like immediately visually? Boy, hard, isn't it? I am. Um, I, I the other day I was driving with one of the kids and we're in a rental car because somebody bashed into my daughter's car, <laughs> and we turned on the Bluetooth and the Bluetooth wasn't working because it was it was on someone else's phone. And so uh-huh. I said, when we get to the stop sign, I'm just going to turn the car off and turn it back on, you know, and your phone can connect. And I was sitting there going, is that not so what we do? Just turn it off and start over, mm-hmm. turn it back on. And, and and so in that, do you remember in a computer how you do control alt delete yeah. and kind of re- warm reboot? And I think that is something that can be really helpful in the moment, you know, just like a warm reboot as you walk in control. Like, why do I feel so bad? Like, control the thoughts, you know, as you sit there and compare the vacations, which by the way, we went nowhere. (laughs) Yay. (laughs) Nowhere. Yeah. And, and so for, for me, as I sit there in that moment, rather than feel bad because we didn't go anywhere, stop it, you know, and not have that define me. Um, Alt, get an alternative perspective. Mm -hmm. And, and one of the biggest 
things that we can do that is so incredibly helpful is gratitude. You know, go down, just have those things in your mind that you're grateful for. Well, I'm grateful that we are at that school. Let's start there. I'm grateful that I was in a car that drove there. I'm grateful that I'm wearing clean clothes. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like you could go down this list and it sounds stupid, but it has been proven, researchers have shown that gratitude actually makes you physically feel better. As does a smile. You know that even faking a smile, you're the muscles in your mouth don't know whether it's fake or real. And so it releases endorphins the minute that you actually move the corners of your mouth up. And so it's like, okay, alternative perspective, just, just in the moment, go through what the good is, if that's what's helpful or go through the alternative, you know, there's so many things that we can do just to get a different perspective. Mm -hmm. My life is not defined by the fact that we didn't go anywhere. I've got, you know, I, I've got all these things going for me. And then the delete, stop it. Like right then and there. And and I think that goes to the take captive your thoughts and make them obedient to God. Mm -hmm. Do I believe that he is the giver of all good things? Do I believe that he is safe? Because a lot of this stuff, we could could sit in the room and wish we had the teacher across the hall, you Mm -hmm. know, because that would be so much better. Or I need to have my kid in this class or on this team or all these kinds of things. And if we peel back the layer on that one, a lot of times it's because we're afraid. And I think we're afraid our kid's going to be left out. We're afraid they're going to fail. We're afraid they're going to be hurt. And and it's just that those missed messages that tend to shower over us rather than the truth, you know. And and I know we say it to our kids, so why not say it to ourselves? You know, do not fear. Why? For I'm with you always. You know, where? Wherever you go. There's nowhere you can go. Do you believe it? Mm-hmm. And um, think that in those moments you can you can literally start to breathe and and breathe in truth instead of the lies that society is always 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 going to tell you and that is that you don't measure up that's good control delete i'll try it it's cheesy hey no cheesy works because you remember it Okay, here's another one. Okay, good. Let's say that you're driving and you pull down your mirror, you know, the mirror, just like the rear view mirror. You look, I mean, you, gosh, you do it all the time when you go into the bath because that's a hard one for women is body issue, the yeah. mirror reflection. Yeah. And okay, so a mirror just by itself literally is a piece of glass with reflective backing. That's mm-hmm. really what it is. The reason why it works is because of physics and light is the key component of that. You would never see your reflection and you don't if you go into a dark room without light, you can't see it. And so in that moment, what light are you letting define your reflection? Mm. Are you letting society define that? Because society will tell you so many different things. And I'm telling you, it is different by the day. If you really want to know, Google like like fashion or, or even women's bodies over the last hundred years. And it will show you, it'll go by decade, what body type was popular in each decade. Wow. And it's different every year. And and so you had even like the weird stuff that went on with the Kylie Jenner challenge. Did you see that? No. Where the, oh my gosh, Heather. There's, you know, she has big pouty lips. And so kids wanted the big pouty lips. Oh, no. and she said that the way that she did it was by putting her lips into a, sh- like her mouth into a shot glass and sucking. And so that it made her lips all puffy. Well, there were young girls in the hospital because they were doing that, trying to copy her lips Mm. to be able to have the Kylie Jenner pouty lips. And, and they're, 
really at the end of the day, she had had implants into her lips, had nothing to do, which she comes out and just says, oh, I was just joking. I was kidding. And you have these little girls that are physically damaged from having done that because that was the standard of that day. And I mean, it's almost like any day we could go online and see what it is. Well, like our moms, did they tell stories about ironing their hair? Oh my gosh. Like with a, like an iron for your clothes, which is basically, we have a straight iron now. It's a lot more sophisticated version, but that's the same. Yeah. Well, it could be anything. It could be arms. It it changes all the time. It's felt right now. Well, it sure wasn't 20 years ago. Mm. Everybody just, you know, you wanted to be a stick figure, but no muscle. And so, okay. So there's society saying, here's, here is what the, here is the bar that you were to measure up to. And by the way, it's going to change in in a year, five years, whatever. And so am I letting that societal light define who I am? Like, tell me whether or not I'm okay. And, or am I going to let the Lord's light shine on that for a minute? Which would say just the opposite. Mm -hmm. Which one are we going to believe? One that's always moving, always changing, always shifting, or a ground that's solid that never does move. And how have you found with, how have you found like with your daughters, like that whole, as they're, you know, gaining confidence and self-esteem and not, uh, in a world that we live in, like what messages do you speak to them? How do you not protect them, but what tools do you give them so that they shine the right light? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because they definitely, by the way, everybody goes through it. The boys and the girls go Mm -hmm. through it. And you have this period that definitely starts around puberty, probably around age 10. And when it ends, I don't know. Uh, I I really think it's different for everybody. And navigating that road uh, is important. And it's, I think it's one of the hardest things for women to do with girls, with their daughters. Yeah. Because... The first thing that we have to do is put the oxygen mask on ourselves. Right. And I think that's hard because I think it's hard for women to believe that they are okay outside of the way they physically look. And we do it to ourselves almost from the minute we get up. We could pull out the drawer and see a pair of pants that we wore two years ago and have our self-worth defined by the fact that we can't fit in those pants anymore. Yeah. Which is ridiculous. And so if I can get... The oxygen mask on me, what am I allowing to, 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 what am I allowing to determine my self-worth as far as my physical stature? Mm -hmm. And we're hit by juice bars every day. We're hit by yoga pants. What people have, I mean, you name it. Are you doing Camp Gladiator? Are you doing, you know, the. All of it. And so, and, and notice that in all of that stuff, our minds are thinking about ourselves. The more we're doing that, the herein lies the problem Mm -hmm. is that it makes us sort of narcissistic in a negative way because we don't tend to think positively about ourselves. So start, start with yourself first. You know, are those magazines making you think less of yourself? Quit. Is Facebook making you think less about yourself? Tone it down, you know, turn it off for a little bit. Start to recognize where those things are that it's stealing life from you and then walk the same road with your kid Mm -hmm. and know that in this day and age, they really are being defined by things like social media, Mm -hmm. the likes, the shares, the tweets, the the pins, the the shared pins and all those kinds of things and keep hitting home the message 
that does not define your self-worth. That is not saying anything about you. And then breathe life into it. By the way, that kid next to you, she's feeling the same way. Could you for a moment say to her something positive, anything that you can think of that's actually true, like, man, I love your shoes. Those are the cutest shoes or whatever it is. And, and it, it amazingly breathes life into both of those people because the one walking alongside has no idea. And you know what, Heather, we can do the exact same thing and not let ourselves tear each other down because we, you know, if you said to me, yeah, I just love your hair today. I'd be like, really? I didn't, why haven't washed it in five days, (laughs) you know? And he'd be like, Hey, stop it. (laughs) And that's where the walking alongside I think is so important because we are so in it together. Yeah. It's it's just so freeing when when we admit to each other the good and the and the bad. When you're vulnerable enough to say, you know what, I just went to the dentist. One of my kids is like a mouthful of cavities, hot mess. Like, <laughs> and then you can say, you know what, been there too. It and is it's not so- like we're not gonna we're not doing it all. It doesn't even matter. It's like the dentist is like it has nothing to do with you. I mean, that could be that we could just say, you know what, perfection isn't impossible. And it's so much harder to hide any imperfections than to just put it out there and then just to say the good that we see in each other. Because sometimes, and I found this with friends, I need them to speak that over me when I'm in a place where my brain is believing the lies and I I can't reboot. I almost need someone else to reach over and do the control delete for me. Thank you for saying that because that that is so critically important. Yeah. Yeah. And and it's like the friends. Mm. We've, we've come to the point where we've, we've even made those a number. Um, do you know what I mean? Totally. Instead of an actual friend, because we are created for depth. We are not created for surface and everything in society these days is really pushing towards surface relationships, only going so deep, you know, quick, fast, busy, 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 no depth, no depth. Because we're actually created for that. And there are times where we can't hit the control alt delete and we really do need each other. But how can we do that if we aren't authentic and vulnerable with those that are around us, not worried uh, that I am going to be, that someone might see what I might believe about myself? Mm. Yeah. Someone might see what I, yeah, what I believe about myself. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Real friendship is huge. Well, even in the Christian world, I feel like we can play this game. I'm fine. God is good. I know. Faith is strong. And if you don't have a place to say, you know what? I'm really struggling right now. There's a lot of fear. There's a lot of hard things to where you can have someone else say, how's your heart? You know, where, where, where's, where's your, where are your eyes right now? And they can speak life over you and they can be like true walk with you through the valley kind of people. You know. Well, I think it's a lot of it that we go, it's it's not easy. Mm. I, I don't think it's easy. I think we could even put this on ourselves, like, oh, I'm so bad at this. And, uh, um, okay, so even for my kids, I, I feel like I'm all, they probably, I probably drive them crazy. But I do want them to know all the time. So even the other night, there was a beautiful moon. And I was like, let me tell you something. Do you see how beautiful that is? You know, going back to the light. And, and it was, it was shining so bright that you could almost drive without your lights on. Mm -hmm. And, and I was like, tell me about that moon. Is there any source of energy on that moon? And there's not, it is a rock 
There is no source of energy. And yet it is so bright that we can see things because of the light that's coming from it. And it's reflective. Mm-hmm. And, and it's like that it doesn't have anything. It's not. And it, I just like the Lord never asked you to be or do something without him providing the power and the source to do it through you. Mm-hmm. And, and it's like, can you believe that? Do you believe it? Or are you going to buy into the message that the world is saying to you? perfection, performance, go, go, go. And because uh, there's no end to that. And, and that's where I, I really do hope people, I hope people can find freedom through, through this message that I, it's not mine. It certainly isn't mine. It goes to that question that they came and asked the Lord, you know, what is the greatest commandment? And he said, you know, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind, and love others as I have loved you. And and therein lies the answer. It's the answer. It's all the law and the prophets is summed up in that. Well, why? Because your eyes aren't on you. Don't you, there will never be life with your eyes on you. There will always be life with eyes on others because that's how I created you to be in my image. And, and by the way, you don't have to do it on your own power. I supply that too. Yeah, that's good. That is really good. Okay. Okay. So Kay, you have any other, like, we're, we're going to reboot. We're going to check the light, make sure the right source is showing our reflection. Is there any other I think, okay, so here's the other little cheesy tips. If uh, You never know what's going to hit somebody, like what they'll remember. Oh, totally. You know, okay, so think letter changes. Rather than the best, add an I and an R and get to their best. And so it takes it off of something that is, that can be achieved to something where you can just do your best, okay? And another one that we find really helpful is taking comparison and taking the R and the I out that are, you know, C-O-M-P-A-R-I, take those out, and you have C-O-M-P-A-S-O-N. And if you add an S and an I to that, you get compassion, C-O-M-P-A-S-S-I-O-N. And if you can move from comparison to compassion, that's where the life is. So I do, I sit there and think, go for the letter changes. And I think unique too. Take the U away and put Y-O-U. It's unique, the giftedness that you have been given in each one of your kids. Which, by the way, doesn't have to be what the kid next to them has. And if they can do that, you can too, sitting on the sideline and be sitting there going, man, I'm so glad yours is the quarterback, Mm -hmm. who is also the president of the student body, who is also the national (laughs) finalist, who's also the Eagle Scout. And for a minute go, oh, you know what? Rather than let me sit there and go, I wish that was my kid, or oh my gosh, mine isn't even, didn't even get up this morning. You know, (laughs) it's like. (laughs) <laughs> you sit there and, and go, I'm so grateful that there really are people like that. What can I do to build them up? Because um, that's important. And how can I help my friend next to me who is dying under the weight of this too? Mm. So anyway, no, I think that's really Heather, you're good. great at it. You're like a breath of fresh air. And so You do. You but I want to spread, like I want it like wildfire. Like it, it, I just can't handle, you know, the masks and like – and I, uh, the toxic, toxicity of an environment where we can't just like be there for each other. And, and I think as we're going back to school, you know, the summer, I feel freedom to be our family. Yeah. I feel freedom to say, Hey, we love Hawaiian Falls. Even if I invite friends who are like, it's disgusting. There's 
like feet everywhere and you know how many germs there are in that water and I don't need to see all those tattoos. I don't care. We like it. And so we're going to go and we, you know, like to go to Tyler, Texas for family camp and we, you know, do have our own rhythm of our days and I don't feel the comparison as heavy as far as like it doesn't influence my choices when right. summer's involved. Then I get in the school year and it's like in my face a little more. You know, the the everydayness of being with other people that I have to really look at my own heart like, you know, why is that making me feel uncomfortable? Why do I feel that pressure that we have to sign up for that? No one's making me. I am feeling like I am less of a mom if I don't sign my child up for that. And is that truth? No. Is it fit for our family? No, it doesn't fit for our family. So um, I think, you know... I don't know if you've analyzed back to school stuff, but any help you can have as we are about to do that. Well, I love even what you were just sharing because it is what you just said. You landed on the truth and it's like, can I can I sit there and let that ground be solid? And and especially the signing up for everything, because that is crazy. And so so even as you like grab hold of their little school supplies, yeah. you know, let them be a reminder to you. I, I kind of have joked with one of mine about repurposing her school supplies really, because she was so stressed out because she's a junior. And I'm just going to tell you, some weirdness happens in the junior year of high school. And (laughs) I don't understand who made it up or why, but it's, it's bizarre. I think it's probably the most stressful time of any kid's life because it's all about the junior year. And is it like like college stuff comes up then? Is that why? Oh yeah. 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 It's brutal. Yeah. You know that it's, it's, it is the most brutal year by Mm. far and away. Because it's like their last year, and now everyone applies for college in September, pretty much. Mm. And so you have to have it done by then. And for whatever reason, they pile on the hardest courses in that year, too. Mm. So it's it's harsh, and they feel all this pressure to, for community service, for outside activities. I mean, you name it. It's endless, and, and mm. it's kind of sick. And, and so as we were in Office Depot, I was like, okay, I want you to look at that ruler in your hand. Yeah. You know, by the way, that only measures, like— you know, diameters, it measures line segments. It is not measuring your life. When you look at those numbers, you you need to rest on the fact that life isn't something that's on a measuring scale. It just isn't. And it goes back to that best. Don't do it. No one's asking you to be perfect. There is not a number. Don't believe that. Do not, that is not true. And then we looked at her planner, you know, the cute planner. And I sing there going, do you see those blank spaces in there? Those are good you know, purposefully put blank spaces in. And and I think we've lost sight of that. You know, the Lord God himself said, be still and know that I am God. Mm-hmm. Be still. And if there's no stillness, how, how is that going to happen? It's like fight for the downtime. Schedule it. Mm-hmm. Let You know, go to the truth because you know that is true. Mm-hmm. Rather than let some preset activity define it for you that you've been duped into believing because go back. I mean, really? And this is where the, the perspective comes help into, you know, handy because it's like, think back when you were, there was a mother's day out around the corner for us that people would get up at three in the morning and sign up. Like seriously, they would go get in line at 3 AM to no, sign no, up. People camp, people camp out for two nights for the that, one okay. from us, two nights. But so now do you know how crazy that is? Cause you can sit on the other side of that now going, that is the dumbest <laughs> thing. It doesn't yeah. matter. 
Yeah. In the moment, it's everything, everything. because someone has duped everyone in that line into believing that really and truly their their child's mental health and well-being and social well-being has mm-hmm. to do with making it through that line. Yeah. And you know now that's not true. Yeah. And yeah. so so there it's like no. So Heather, you and I help that person going, oh, but by the way, that's just not true. I, I've lived it. Yeah. And in my mind, I sit here at the college cusp going, okay, it was never true for that Mother's Day out. I'm not going to believe it in college either because I know that's not true either. Mm. And it's yeah. like that taking captive my thoughts, making sure when I look at my my calendar, there are blank spaces. The, those activities do not define me. Mm. The kid mm. picks up a number two pencil and I'm like, by the way, the pencil breaks. Yeah. That lead, it breaks. It will absolutely break or it will wear down. But by the way, there's more lead, you know? Yes. And it's so like, let the, the failures are coming. It's okay. It's not going to define you. Mm-hmm. You know, there's more to it. By the way, it's actually helpful. Yeah. People learn more from failure than they do anything else. Mm-hmm. Anyway. So true. These are all good. I'm writing them down for myself. Oh, you're so cute. I... I love all that. Well, end with the glue sticks and the oh, the glue sticks. Okay. All right, the yeah. glue stick, and it goes to what you were saying earlier. It's the friends that are alongside you. Mm. You know, mm. it glue doesn't just function by adhering surfaces together. It's a reminder that we are in it together. Mm. And I, I really was. I was like, when you pick up your glue, let that remind you you're in it with the person next to you. And then breathe. By the way. And when you look at your calculator and look at all those numbers, your friends are not defined by those numbers. Nothing of your social standing is defined by that number. Mm. Don't let it, you know, let it be a reminder. The measure of the impact of your life is not about numbers or followers or reposts. It's about meaningful relationship, which I think is maybe where we started, isn't it? That's how we're friends. Yeah. Because of the relationship. And you know what? We, it, if we were sitting together, we'd both walk away going, man, I really love, I love talking with that girl. I do that when I leave you. Well, you're sweet. And it, and it just kind of lingers and it's so nice and it's wonderful. And it's because it's relationship because that's actually what we're created for. And I do think there's a training that's going to have to happen with this generation coming up because yes. that's all they know. And I think that we kind of, I don't know, it was new to us, the number thing. And it kind of fed an idol that we all have of approval and, and, um, oh, you're good. Oh, check, check, like, 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 you're good. Oh, this feels nice. And so then we'd like, we kind of have forgotten the, the friends in the coffee shop kind of, you know, the 1990s TV show, like those moments of everyone just sitting around, none of them were on their iPhones. (laughs) You know, we've forgotten those moments for the love of in my hand, people can tell me they like me right now. And okay, so you asked me how I do it with my daughters. Yeah. Do exactly what you just said, okay? So let's say they get in the car at the end of the day, and I will ask them, like, if they're on their phone, do, because it never works. Like, you got to get catch them in the moment. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I'll say, okay, physically, I, wanted, I want you to tell me, when you're going after that likes or if you're looking at whether it was like, because they'll have friends that will get in and take a selfie or something and then literally say, oh, I got five shares, ten repins, you know, blah, 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 blah. Just keep and checking, like, just keep checking. Yeah. yeah. And I sit there, I'm like, what makes you feel better? You know, when you are saying to somebody, like if you're sitting in class next to somebody or if you're on that volleyball court next to somebody and you actually prop them up, how, which makes you feel better? Just tell me. Mm-hmm. And it's, ama- it's just, it's consistent. 
And then they sit there going, yeah, I don't feel so good. That phone thing, you know, none of my kids really aren't, they aren't on social media. I have one that's on Pinterest because she likes that. But even that's very interesting. And it's not because I've told them to not be on it. Mm. It's because it doesn't make them feel good. Yeah. Well, and just, I think, acknowledging how does that make you feel? Because I think sometimes we can keep doing it and we're feeling the thing, but not recognizing the cause of the feeling. Yeah. And to have someone call that out for us, whether it's a parent or a friend as adults, um, because that is so true. I, I do like a weekend Sabbath from social media and I feel so much better than the times I cheat and go to check Instagram or Facebook. And then I'm like comparing, contrasting, oh, her husband did that for her. And oh, <laughs> her kids, oh, why did we not do something fun today? We just totally blew our whole weekend. Like just, it doesn't ever make me, I don't walk away feeling good. Well, so. and it's funny because you know, it's a highlight reel. I mean, it's like, yeah. get, get the message correct. And and that's, again, it goes to that take captive your thoughts. It's, it's, and, and then, and then for a moment, you really can go, I, I am, I really actually am happy that they're on that beach. I'm glad her feet are in front of that ocean because you know what? She needed a rest I'm or glad. whatever. I'm glad I'm, her. I'm now next time I see a in that ocean I'm shot, I'm going to, I'm going to make myself say, I'm it's your friend. Oh my gosh. I it's know. Like, but for a second, you're so be happy right. about her instead of making it about me. But you're so <laughs> right. But it's such a simple thing that in my mind, I don't think. So taking that captive, deleting it, rebooting. Yeah. I'm so happy her feet are on that ocean. It's true. And then it's like social media is not the problem. It's our relationship with it. Yeah. That is so (laughs) true. Yeah. It really is. So true. Anyway. Okay. I'm happy for you, Heather, that you have this great podcast. I'm happy for you that you have (laughs) these great books because you didn't just write this one. You also wrote one that is helping moms conquer youth entitlement which is yeah, conquer conquer yeah you like it's that word it's not conquer people it's not conquer it's <laughs> called cleaning house so if y'all are wanting maybe a 12 month experiment yourself this year to kind of work on entitlement you could check that book out too yeah and just know it never stops oh no it's a training right i know i said I, this morning i was like oh my gosh i need to just blog for a minute about the nightmare in this house so that no one thinks that like there's an expert that's done because it just well, do you never think it's over. end of the summer i'm just convincing myself i'm just going to let it go cuz i was getting really worked <laughs> up about it there's like so much junk everywhere i just think they're here all the time that maybe when they're back to school I don't, I think there's less just, people pulling stuff out. I maybe. Know. I don't know. We had a moment this morning looking for shoes. That, yeah. <laughs> let's just say there were a lot of apologies. <laughs> not, not long after that. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. Yeah. We, we're having our battles too. I think we're just I ready. Know. We're ready. They're just kids and it's so great. And, and it just, it's like air on the side of love. Go to the love. Go to the love. Yeah. I'm going to try that. well thanks Kay we'll have to have you on again and just chat more because it's fun it is fun thank you Heather appreciate it okay so wasn't that great I loved her practical tips I've been thinking about the reboot thing ever since I interviewed her and in fact when I went to back to school night um, my husband stayed home with the kids normally he goes with me but we decided save the money on babysitting and I would go and I walked in and instead of feeling overwhelmed with all these beautiful people and their beautiful clothes and I just found like 
souls that I love and saw souls before I saw flesh. You know what I'm saying? Like really connected with the people who I just really love their hearts and um, put my energy there and had an alternative view and deleted any negative thoughts that I would have. And you know what? That night was awesome. They did a really good job of making it funny and fun and we were laughing, but then they divided us all up into groups for prayer at the end and just really connected on a spiritual level too. And I felt like it was just God saying, see, this works out so much better when you come in with a heart that's ready to connect with people. And so I would just challenge you as whatever, if you're dropping off kids at school this week, or maybe you already have, and you're maybe starting sports soon or, you know, at pickup, you're interacting with moms or whatever it is to try some of these things that Kay brought up, or maybe you're just struggling on your social media. Maybe you're struggling with, you know, just wanting the likes or seeing what other people are doing and falling short and just kind of reanalyzing what is, what is causing you to have yucky feelings and deleting that from your life, um, taking control of those thoughts and having an alternative perspective. Who can you encourage today? Who can you speak life into? And, um, I don't know. I'm curious to see how that could kind of change our communities. And I'm ready to have some dinner parties and not worry about them being Martha Stewart perfect. I don't know about you. Um, One other thing I wanted to bring up, and it's not because of the numbers, but I think it's really important. Uh, A friend of mine who does has a podcast, Jamie Ivey, she has the Happy Hour podcast. And this week she was in the top 10 all of religion and spirituality. And I was just so excited for her. And I truly was happy for her because there's all these man pastors that are in that section, which is great, but not a lot of female voices and not a lot of moms talking about mom issues in the religion category. And then, you know, there's all these other subcategories, Buddhism, uh, just lots of different non-Christianity subcategories. And even under that is um, this other category. And I found like some, you know, atheists, Wiccan, you know, not seeking God options. And it just was encouraging to me that when you piled on anybody doing anything about religion, hers rose to the top and people could find it easily and moms could be encouraged. And I know uh, as moms, we need each other. We need encouragement. And I don't just see this ministry as like, oh, this is Heather's thing. This is Heather's thing. God has humbled me over and over. I know it's not my thing. I need my guests. I need you. I need you listening. And I'm so thankful you listen. I'm so thankful every time you tell a friend about the podcast because I know this is one way God is speaking life over moms. And I am just humbled to be able to be a part of it. And I thought, you know, there's a way you can be a part of it. Maybe you're running right now. Maybe you're washing dishes. But perhaps, you know, Amy, uh, Jamie was telling me that the reason she got into that top tier was because last week uh, she had a ton of people write reviews and subscribe, and that just bumped her up. And so people could find her. Well, I thought, well, what if we did that? What if y'all listening took a second to either, um, one, leave a review on iTunes? And if you don't know how to do that, It's not super complicated, but it does take time, and I appreciate you taking the time. Um, Even if it's one, like, sentence, it doesn't have to be, like, a long paragraph. Say, I like it. That's awesome. Uh, You go to godcentermom.com forward slash review, and I have the directions there. Or if you tell a friend about it and they subscribe or you subscribe if you aren't subscribed already, all of that could maybe help us get near the top of kids and family and then moms who – 
you know, are looking for some help, they go to their podcast app and they're like, uh, I know the other day I was just kind of like, I need help knowing how to connect with my kids. And I just started scrolling through trying to find a podcast that could help me. And if you've been helped by Kirk Martin or Jim and Lynn Jackson or Vicki Kraft or any of my guests with wisdom, you know how it can change the course of your day. So if y'all could help me with that and we could, you know, let other moms know about this podcast. It's out there. I do want to thank people that have left reviews and I haven't mentioned them. Like Ash RN just left one. She's a mom of two. Uh, Jeep family. Home on the Silicon Valley. Silicon Prairie. <laughs> I know you and I'm so excited that you might be launching your own podcast. Kendall Dietrich, you are such a good, loyal fan and friend. Thank you. Tash6143. Maggie4885. Diane Lockman, thank you. And Christine Riddle. Jessa Lynn Delane, thank you so much. Um, two boys under the age of two, you need lots of prayers, and we are thankful that you're doing the work you're doing. Amanda Noda, thank you for your review. Aw0703, thank you, and to him be the glory. CJB Neal, thank you for your review, and Mama Keeping Faith, y'all, thanks. And if you leave a review, I'll mention you. I'll say your name on the podcast. I... Um, I'm so thankful for all of you, for your prayers, for your notes, for your of encouragement. Just the best. Uh, this has just been really a highlight for me is doing this podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the God-Centered Mom podcast. If you're looking for more resources on how to replace me with he, go to GodCenteredMom.com. That's where you'll also find show notes with any links mentioned by our guests. I want you to really understand and know that God is just as present while you are washing dishes at your kitchen sink as while you are worshiping Him in a church pew. He sees your service to your family and He is pleased. As it says in Zephaniah 3.17, The Lord your God is with you. He is mighty to save. He takes great delight in you. He will quiet you with His love. And he will rejoice over you with singing. Have a great day.